G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. Are you, I know you're sick of me talking about Adam because we have been talking about this on our TV show for the better part of five months. I'm a Brody Grundy guy. I understand the whole idea of maybe having a cheaper Ruckman or at least a little below the, the high price that Brody Grundy is on. Clubs have been able to do it. You look at this year's grand final. You had Reece Stanley and Tom Hickey doing their thing the week before McInerney. And then, of course, the, the two men in Mason Cox and Darcy Cameron who tag-teaming that role that uh, Brody Grundy made his own, you know, until a couple of years ago, injuries started to stall him a little bit. But I, I just find it so interesting. And I think in 12 months' time, and Tim Lamb spoke about it yesterday, that, you know, the, the two-pronged Ruckman essentially has been able to work for them with Gorn and Luke Jackson, and they have an idea that it'll work fairly well with these two. I think in 12 months' time, we'll look it back and go, say if it is pick 27, which is central to the, the, the trade, I think we'll be like, how did Brody Grundy end up at the Melbourne Football Club to team up with Max Gorn <laughs> for pick twenty-seven? Yeah. It will. It'll be articles. It'll be on every TV show. AFL three sixty. Our man Jared and Robbo will do this, and we will be talking about it as one of the steals. Not dissimilar, and it happens every now and then. But yeah, when Brian Lake was an All Australian, then got traded to Hawthorne for about pick six hundred. Yep. And then he wins a Norm Smith and is part of three premierships in a row. That's how I feel this Brody Grundy thing is going to play out. And I know what it, Collingwood are doing. I get it. But I'm also like, geez, they, they, it looks like they're giving a leg up to a very, very, very good team. Well, they are. But it's, they a, are, right? it's a situation that Collingwood have got themselves involved in, again, in terms of a tight salary cap and uh, prioritizing signing Jordan DeGoey on that five-year deal uh, on big money. So... They've got themselves into this situation again. Brody Grundy is not feeling the love. He, I agree with you. Uh, injuries uh, has have cost him uh, his best footy over the last couple of years. Uh, I still think he has a significant role to play in terms of becoming on the podium, maybe even the number one ruckman in the competition next year if he's fully fit. Uh, I just, I mean, pick twenty seven is unbelievably mm-hmm. cheap for Brody Grundy. We understand that, and we know that. The, the cap ramifications around it. How does the mix work though? With it? when you talk so, about on field, so you put the name up and go, well, Brody Grundy is an amazing ruckman, like battling it out with Grundy over the last, uh, with um, Max Gorn over the last five years for the best ruckman in the competition. Apologies to Nick Natanui, who's also in the conversation, but is he? How do they work? How do over the last five years? Okay, not the last couple. Okay, if how does it work? with those two in tandem? Because it's not, I mean, Luke Jackson, who's a better forward, Luke Jackson or Brody Grundy? I'd say, without having the stats in front of me, Luke Jackson doesn't kick goals yet. And Grundy hasn't exactly set the world on fire well, as a forward. He doesn't ever really play no, down there he doesn't. Often. And Jackson 
you're right, he, he doesn't kick a lot of goals, but he's got that, even provides that presence and sort of knows the leading patterns and where to be. He will be a goal kicker mm-hmm. in a couple of years' time. Will he? And, no, I think he will. Yeah, I think I think he'll turn into a – and even if he's got to be, be a, um, let's say, 60-40 Ruckman, if, if he does go to Fremantle uh, with, with Darcy down there, because he's a, he's a big mm-hmm. guy who likes to run around. So he might kick you 25 or – or thirty a year, which is a pretty reasonable. Who's this Jackson you're talking? This about? is Jackson. Okay. Yeah, I, you don't think you have reservations whether he's going to get there? We'll get into that after. But, we will. Yeah. But how's the mix going to work with Grundy and Gorn? I mean, Max Gorn was happy for Jackson to sort of take over at times, but I think it's going to be a different dynamic with Grundy and Gorn, who both want to play eighty percent in the ruck. And if you work that out to a hundred, that's. 160% of the time. That so doesn't work I, mathematically. I, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I one thing I'm certain of, that Melbourne have the best ruckman in the game in 2023. If it's not Brodie Grundy, it's Max Gorn. Okay, so they've got the two best ruckmen of the last five years on the same team. So why do you want the two best ruckmen on the same team? That's what I'm asking. Because one can go forward at different times and one can go back. This is Josh Jenkins raised this last week. He believes that Melbourne are going to be like, okay, this is what we'll do. We've got a ruckman who can fill and go back into the hole defensively at different times and one who can go forward. Who Max, Max Gorn, you and I spoke about this. Luke Jackson played a lot. I think it was against Sydney. Luke Jackson played a lot in the ruck and Max Gorn was, was positioned forward in a situation where they probably needed to find a spark inside 50. They couldn't find it. Ma- t- stop me when you think I'm wrong. Max Gorn is great at going forward as a ruckman compared to a forward playing time in the ruck. Yep. Okay. Because quite often he outworks his opponent to get in there. So he doesn't have a defender hanging off him from the starting exactly. point, whose sole job is to stop you from marking the footy. And this is what I think they will do. They will, they will have a situation where Gorn's able to ruck in the front or whatever way it might be. Go front, you know, the, the, the front half of the ground. You see Gorn in the ruck. And in the back half of the ground, you have Brody Grundy. The only issue I have with that, and and that could work, but Max Gorn, how he also he builds his game on ruck and then behind the footy. Mm-hmm. Like how often do you see him marking the ball either down the line All from the opposition kick or deep in defence from why, a long kick in? Hence why he's the All Australian ruckman, right? And he yeah, has but, been what six times now. Yeah, so that's going to affect his game if Brody Grundy is in the mix there. But I also think that it can uh, it can help alleviate any issues around the ground where Max Gorn can't get to or Luke Jackson hasn't been able to get to. I Look, there's no doubt they're doing it a slightly different way than a majority. And the reason that Brodie Grund is available is the fact that Melbourne think it can work while Collingwood are going in a different direction and other clubs are like, we're going to go in a slightly different direction with our ruck. That's fine. But I also will back in the Melbourne Football Club who won a premiership and then 12 months later, whilst disappointing, finished top two after 23 rounds. Now, they've still got to conjure up enough inside 50 to be able to win some of those big games. And that was the concern even earlier in the year when they were winning games. They weren't exactly blowing teams away offensively. But if you've got the two best ruckmen the last five years, and there's always the concern over Grundy, but you've got his old team paying reportedly $300,000 and you've given up pick 27 for him, and you're not you're not squeezing Luke Jackson out. He's already gone. He's gone. I think it's the best possible thing this football club could have done, considering there's not a creme de la creme, absolute superstar forward that's available to go inside 50, which has probably been their 
their Achilles in the second half of this year. I, I think they have replaced Jackson as well as they possibly have could have. Well, they have, and it's not going. You're right, and the decision behind it makes sense. Like, it is sound because they're not giving away a first round pick. They're not paying him a million dollars. I mean, a pick in the mid twenties is is cheap. I think it's they're, a steal. And and him, based on his performances, mm-hmm. paying him seven hundred thousand is cheap. So it does make sense on paper, but I'm just trying to think about how it's going to work as a tandem with the two. Like Luke Jackson is a super athletic guy, um, and he hasn't he's he he blasted mm. the game open. We understand that in the grand final, but I mean he he hasn't set the world on fire this season, has he? I mean we're talking about him as a, a million dollar player. Well, he's nowhere near that yet. He has the athletic, still a kid. He has athletic capabilities to get there, and I, as I said, I think he will get there. But he's not at that point just yet. So uh, maybe the best uh, option that it could work for Melbourne is that Max Gorn starts as a centre half forward, and Brody Grundy starts in the ruck, and then maybe or they flip over at times to try and confuse the opposition. Grundy can go into the ruck, and then Max Gorn plays as a spare behind the footy or. <laughs> or something like that. So, I mean, these are the things that um, obviously the Melbourne coaching staff are uh, um, a lot more intelligent than me in terms of how it works out. And they obviously have a plan in place already. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, two big guys who want to be the number one. Just, uh, I just, I don't have reservations but about I don't, it because I don't, it's not going to hurt. It's not going to kill, it's not going to kill their cap. It's not going to kill their I, picks this year. Wait, when you say two big boys who want to be number one, I, I think that would be a conversation that's already happened a fair bit. And I think that Max Gorn, are, are you talking from an ego point of view? Oh, just the way that they play. Okay. No, no, I don't think okay. Max Gorn or Brody Grant no. have a, compi- a, a big ego about yep. being the, the number one guy. I just think that the way that they play, the style of Ruckman that they both are suits them to be the number one guy. So... Anyway, we'll see how it plays out. Maybe Brody Grundy can can kick twenty goals off the text. Year, if you think that, if you think the two ruckman at Melbourne can work, you have to say the big two ruckman at Fremantle will work. I I don't think anyone is suggesting that Jackson and Darcy teaming up won't work. Well, I, I know that I don't know about you, Adam, but uh, I, I think that Luke Jackson is going to be a very good footballer, and Sean Darcy is a very good footballer. I like what Fremantle are doing. I spoke about this last week. I would just be holding on the Rory Lobb because still their main concern is inside 50 and neither Darcy or Jackson have proven to be able to give you a goal a game. If you give you 1.2 goals a game, you give us 30 for the year, I think Fremantle legitimately can win the flag.